Hello, Burlington, and welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability in Burlington, Vermont, where we are transitioning away from fossil fuels in the ground transportation and built environment. Today, I'm here with Sophia Donforth, Executive Director of the Vermont Energy Education Partnership, who's here to talk about the work that DEEP does to empower and educate not only youth and teachers, but all of us who want to understand the various pathways to net zero and how we can live a sustainable future. Sophia Donforth, Executive Director of the Vermont Energy Education Program. So great to have you on our Net Zero Energy podcast. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Well, we know you're new in your role, so it seems especially exciting to be able to bring you in now um, as you sort of see the future for for Veep. Before we get into that and and sort of what Veep does, tell us a little bit more about sort of who you are, Veep, that is. What does Veep do? Sure. So Veep's been around just over 40 years, um, and it has undergone many different shapes and forms. It's been a a project really of the state. It's been a project of VEIC, um, and it became its own nonprofit in 2012. And what we do is uh, educate students and teachers and everybody who is involved with those students around energy and how it works and what we use it for and how we make it um, and then its impact on climate change. So can you talk a little bit about your reach in the state? I know you do energy education. Like, With whom do you work and, and how does one access your services? So we have educators spread all across the state of Vermont and actually into New Hampshire now as well. Um, NEEP, you may hear about, is the New Hampshire Energy Education Project, which is part of what we do too. Um, and so we have educators spread out all across the state. Some of them are going into... Um, schools on a regular basis and doing workshops and um, really with a focus on getting equipment into kids' hands for a hands-on, and we call it hands-on, minds-on experience um, because we want them asking questions because that's how people learn. And we do professional development, so there are educators who are working long-term with teachers, um, developing units around energy and around climate, um, always with that student voice, student engagement focus, um, because that's how kids learn best. And then we also have energy action projects of various sorts. So um, you may have heard of the Youth Climate Leaders Academy. That's our big one for high school students um, who are working in teams at their high schools on projects of all different sorts. And that can range from you know, the thrift store to reduce waste, to the pollinator garden, to the folks who are working on getting solar panels on their bus garage because they have electric buses where they are. So it's it's very varied, and we are both on the education end and on the, like, what are the tools that folks might need to put those projects into play? So you really run the gamut of different projects, and it sounds like different reach. So from high school, you mentioned uh, younger students, but teachers as well. So, Absolutely. So the focus is on energy. So thinking back 40 years, and I realize you're new in your position, but it's interesting to think about the evolution and how you've been talking about energy over that, those decades. I don't, I don't know if you can summarize that. I mean, now we're sort of into you know, climate, net zero. 
I imagine it was maybe conservation, efficiency early on. Yeah, a lot of that. Um, it's interesting to me as someone who's only been in there for you know about a month and a half at this point to look at how our materials themselves have developed. So we have these kits that we rent out all around the state. Um, and, you know, here is your mini wind turbine and you can learn how this works. <laughs> and here is, you know, solar panels and here's how this works. Um, and so some of those have been around and just been evolving and updating all the way along. And some of them are brand new. And we have these great posters on the wall at our office that, that show the projects that people were doing way back. And, and there is a through line, which is really like, how does electricity actually work? Because that's something that an astounding number of people still don't understand. Um, and where do we get the energy from to make that happen? And that's really, I think, where it all starts. Um, certainly a big efficiency and conservation push early on. But I think that the threads of, you know, trying to imagine a different future were there at the get-go. We just used to think about it like, oh, if we just educate people, they'll they'll do this. And now I think there's a recognition of, we also need to give them the tools to make different things happen. So of all the kits, and I have seen some of your kits, they're really cool. And I really love that hands-on component. And it doesn't seem like there's any dumbing down. Like it's really sort no. of high-level uh, cognitive stuff that kids get to really work through to understand electricity. Of the various sort of kits and services that you offer, I'm curious which one you think is what, what you're uh, most excited about or which one you like the best. Not to put That's you an impossible spot. question. Okay. <laughs> In large part because my own work hasn't, hasn't involved going into those classrooms yet myself. Um, I did hear a great story from one of my staff members recently um, where she was talking about a, a partnership. She was working with students, I think it was in an AP physics class. I hope that I am being accurate in this, they had been talking about weatherization and how to do this better. And she was also working simultaneously with kids at the local tech center who were doing the weatherizing of a home and getting those two sets of folks together to talk about how this works and um, both the how and the why. And so that, that kind of partnership piece, I think, is probably the best example of what we do. And a lot of times that's only possible because of some of the equipment that's on the table. Really cool. I mean, this idea of sort of breaking down silos and bringing together groups that might not normally be communicating around this common theme is something sort of the adult world is wrestling with in it's many ways. It's not as good at as we should be. Right. Yeah. So this yeah. is good. If kids can be a model for that with the help of Veep and Veep educators, that's that's really cool. Yeah. So I, I, as you know, Burlington is a transitioning away from fossil fuels in the thermal, i.e. building, yep. and ground transportation sectors. So uh, if I was a Burlington teacher and I wanted to help my students understand this transition to net zero, um, without putting you on the spot, is there is there anything in particular that you would provide to a teacher or suggest to a teacher or a message that you would share that would come from Veep? Yeah. Well, we have lots of tools for, for attacking those sorts of things. Um, the poster that we put out each year, we try and, t and take sort of an energy sector, an area that needs work and just kind of lay it out in a way that's easy to see and that causes people to ask questions. So we have a poster that's about transportation and how kids get to school. So being very specific around children and their experience, because that sort of focuses them. Um, and and it's it's amazing. You know, you look at the, the amount of emissions coming out of a, a single, we call it single use, right? So one kid who is driven to school in a car versus somebody who walks to school. And you can really see that on the graph. 
And that is the sort of thing that causes kids to ask questions, causes teachers to ask questions, and sometimes leads to change. And that's huge. Um, a teacher who's interested in exploring themes like that, either around transportation or, you know, around efficiency in buildings, for example, we have kits that we could rent to them. Um, we have educators who would work with them most likely virtually at first just to plan some sort of things. Um, and then potentially come into the classroom and offer some workshop hands-on, minds-on right there. Um, for people who want to go really deep, we do a uh, personalized professional development. So that's like an ongoing relationship with someone who's really looking to revamp some curriculum that they're doing. Um, and we're actually offering this summer for the first time in a couple of years because pandemic, um, our summer institute is actually a five day long um, sort of intensive course for educators who want to be working on this sort of stuff. Um, you bring your own standards that you're trying to incorporate into your unit and we will help you craft something awesome with an energy or climate focus. That's cool. Is it too late for teachers to join? Or, it is and or not. Does, good. It is not. We are taking signups through August 1st. Um, and the sooner the better, because we really want to make sure we have a good crew. It's more fun when there's more people. Okay, good to know. So you had mentioned renting the kits. If I was a teacher in Burlington, and I'm hearing maybe about Veep for the first time, do I work through my... How do I access you? Do I generally independently reach out? Am I often required to work through the district in order to access or tap your services? Yeah, probably you want to head to the website first. We have a long list of all the stuff that's available, and there's a form there you can fill in if you want to reserve a kit, for example, or also just say, hey, give me a call. I'd like to talk to somebody about what my options are. Um, a lot of folks will, if, if they're confident in the funding that their school has for projects like this, will be able to sign up via our website, and then we just send an invoice to the school or the district to say, here's the cost of this kit, and that's covered. Um, but we certainly work with districts directly, too, who have said, we want this in all of our classrooms, and so then that's a different sort of contract. Okay, good. So I am looking forward to sharing this podcast with the Burlington School District including the folks who are working on the revamp or rebuild of the Burlington High School as we start thinking about how we're going to get back and forth to the building, the degree to which we can really incentivize and encourage multimodal transit, drive attention away from the single occupancy vehicle. So I see there's a, a role in VEEP even in that whole sort of visioning process. Absolutely. Um, and I do understand that we've had some some interaction with some high school students already who are interested in pushing that agenda too. Awesome. That's, that's one of the things that showed up in the newsletter I recently received about uh, various projects going on around the state through um, the Youth Climate Leaders Academy. So we do a little wrap-up at the end of the spring that's like, here's what happened in Fairfax and here's what happened in Stowe. And for Burlington, they're noting that that's, that's something we're sort of consulting on, I guess. Talk yeah. a little bit about the process by which a teacher would reach out to you and, and how long that relationship takes to develop before you're actually in the classroom or the teacher is empowered with your knowledge. Yeah. So, I mean, our goal is always to meet teachers where they are. We recognize just how impossible being in a classroom day in and day out can really be. Um, a lot of the folks that work for Veep have some background in that, spent some time as teachers themselves, either in an outdoor education or in public education. Um, so that's that's well known to us, and we try and be really flexible. Um, we respond very quickly to queries about kit rentals, especially that's something that we try and move out the door pretty fast. Um, and it just varies by what folks need. There, there are folks who want to call up, rent the kit, 
have it for two weeks and send it back to us, that's fine. You know, they come with a curriculum and a storyline that can be used in the classroom. And there are other folks who would like to have an extended relationship. And especially during the pandemic, we've had a lot of flexibility to say, you know, since we're not going into quite so many schools, sure, keep the kit for a longer period of time. Take your time with it. Call me up and let's find more resources. And and so some of those relationships have become more like two or three month periods that have gone back and forth. The most rewarding thing for us, of course, is when someone then calls us up the next year and says, I'm doing that again, but I'm ready for this next thing. And can you help me, you know, move from explaining something and having a hands-on activity in my classroom to doing a more student-driven unit that, you know, has an action project component. And we do have supports that are specific to teachers with especially younger students who are looking for supports and how do we make a, a, an actual project happen that has an appreciable impact. Uh, Sophia, I know that you are, of course, the executive director of Veep, but you're also a BED customer and you live in Burlington, which is really exciting for us that you happen to be in town. Yeah. So with either your Veep hat on or your um, Burlington resident hat on, what would you like to see in in Burlington, sort of vis-a-vis education around net zero energy. Is there, are there components that we need to be better at, that we being either BED or the general public, the school district, to help us uh, empower youth and students to move towards net zero energy or to understand net zero energy? Well, I mean, I think both those things are important, right? If we don't understand it, it's hard, it's hard to make changes. Um, I, I think probably one of the most challenging things right now and, and I see this talking to young people, including to my four-year-old, <laughs> um, is, is the sense of, like, can I even have an impact? The problem is so big, right? Um, but the answer is a resounding yes if we are all doing it. And so that's where I think that it's what I value about my work at Veep is, is that it hopefully is having an impact on a wide number of people, on all those kids who are then going to grow up and have that in their minds as they are making changes in their communities. Um, but yeah, it, it, it has to start small, but it has to go big at the same time. And just like staying away from that sense of throwing up our hands, this problem is too big. It, it has to be tackled all at once. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it just coincidentally, we had a couple of BHS students come and uh, they served as guests on the podcast recently. And we talked about hope. And I was uh, surprised with some of their answers. They find hope in being able to vote and have access to government leadership and decision makers. Um, so and we can do that in a small state in a way that we can't other places too. I mean, that's something I've become really aware of is the access that we have within Vermont, but also the the access that I see growing as schools are starting to pay attention to what do the students think about this? There needs to be a student voice in that. Um, Sophia, I'm wondering if there's anything that we haven't covered about Veep. Any words or parting thoughts you want to share? You know, it's it's big and it's ever evolving, and I just encourage people to reach out because if you have a like, huh? I wonder if the chances are good. You know, it's either in our portfolio already, or there is an educator who's excited to explore it with you. Again, we're so happy that you personally are located in Burlington. I know that makes our Net Zero Energy Festival something that's all the more possible for you and Veep. So just to make a quick pitch, Veep will be joining us. We at- will be there, yeah, yeah. With, our, with our kits ready to go, with things that people can test out themselves and, and 
learn how a circuit works and take a look at these posters in terms of where our energy is coming from. So we'll have a lot of fun hands-on activities and, and learning opportunities that day for sure. Yeah, thank you so much. If you're a parent, an educator, a kid, and you want to know more about Veep and what Or Veep a grown-up without a kid and you're curious. Right. I mean, I <laughs> have I have neighbors who have been looking at these posters with me since I took this job, and they're like, man, I didn't know this. Like, it's exciting stuff. It is exciting stuff. Well, thank you. So come to the Net Zero Energy Festival on September 17th, 9 to 1. We'll have VEEP activities here at the BED parking lot, 585 Pine Street. And really excited to just share VEEP with the Burlington community and beyond and encourage educators to learn more about you and to invite you into their classrooms. Again, we're really excited about our transition away from fossil fuels we can't do it without partners like Veep, and we're so happy to have you playing such a fundamental role in educating our youth and others. Thanks for making a platform for us. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding incentives, rebates, or technological support, look for us at burlingtonelectric.com or call us at 802-865-7300. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help and look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy.